Hey guys, what's going on? G-Man here. Thank you so much for checking out this playoff edition of the Bullpen Cart presented by Thunderblogsports.com. Greg the Prophet Piatelli and I preview the wild card games and the division series for the 2018 MLB playoffs. We recorded it during the NL wildcard game. Just watched the end of that. The Rockies taking care of the Cubs in 13 innings. It's a pretty awesome game if you haven't seen the highlights. So enjoy our thoughts on that game and what we thought the Cubs could do to potentially win and, and vice versa with the Rockies. And then our NLDS previews. And then the AL wildcard game between the A's and the Yankees. We preview that in the ALDS. And then we make some quick picks for the World Series, but we are going to be back for the League Championship Series podcast probably sometime next week, but it was a ton of fun to record. Can't wait to hear what you guys think. Let us know who you think is going to make the World Series in the comments below. But as always, you can like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Search The Bullpen on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter. ThunderBLG is the handle there. Thunderblog Sports, just like the website on Facebook and Instagram. But I can't wait for playoff baseball to be back. I hope you guys are feeling the same way. Here we go. Playoff edition of the bullpen card presented by Thunderblogsports.com. I, of course, am the G-Man, Jordy Cannell. And with me, as always, is my man, all the way up from Boston, Greg, the Prophet Piatelli. How are you, my friend? Doing well, Jordy. We had a uh, unprecedented 263rd games of the season. Uh, not one, but two. Very exciting games, very close games, and uh, I'm excited for the Red Sox playoffs to begin. You know, they've been playing meaningless uh, games for the last month now, and hopefully it doesn't hurt them, and hopefully they can uh, look strong and sharp here on Friday. Yeah, you know, uh, we'll obviously jump into tomorrow night, Wednesday night's wild card game between the Yankees and the A's, but yeah, the Red Sox. It'll be interesting to see how they all do. I think you, we were just talking off air. Chris Sale announced to be game one pitcher, and he was looking decent right down the stretch. So he should be all good to go for uh, stepping up in the moment. Yeah, I mean, he got hurt uh, month of end of July, early August. So they sort of uh, sorry, end of July, end of August, early September, something like that. So mm-hmm. they they sort of nursed him back if you will uh very slow yeah um bringing him back which controversial and and he even said if this if they were in the pennant race then he would be pitching um but he wasn't so they sort of again very slow having him come back so he hasn't pitched in a meaningful game or pitched with that juice in a they while back for a couple starts though right yeah but th- there was like you know, 40 pitches max. Um, uh, okay. All right. He was on a pitch count there. So we'll see. I was too busy with Rays watch 2018. <laughs> Rays watch and Phillies. Yeah. Phillies Ooh. hit the over baby, but they didn't hit. The and they played spoiler to Atlanta, but they did not hit the 500. They did not hit 500. No, but they hit over 78 and a half. They won 80, 80 and 82. They won and you money. Yeah, won me money. More importantly, it screwed over Atlanta. How's that? Because Atlanta, if they had won those last two games against the Phillies, would have had a better record by one game than the Dodgers and would be hosting that game on Thursday. And now they do not have home field. They have to go out to L.A. Well, look at that. Gabe the babe. Yeah. What a segue there, there, Jordy. Let's start with the game. Or do you want to start with the wild card? Yeah, so we're, it's it's on right now. I have it on in the background, the National League wild card game. So you can't tell we're recording this Tuesday night. 
Uh, you'll be listening to this on Wednesday. Uh, but we're basically, if you didn't listen to what Greg and I did last year, basically the same situation. We're recording it during the, the first wild card game. Preview both of those and pick who we think are going to win. And then we make our picks in the NLDS for the, the top seed based on who we picked in this. But we also talk about the possibility of if the other team does win and if that changes our opinion. We wanted to try to do this on Sunday night, but obviously the two game 163s threw a wrench in that plan. And uh, we both were a little busy last night, so we wanted to uh, wait and, and do it tonight. So right now, the Rockies have a one nothing lead. It's the top of the third inning. Greg's former guy, John Lester, on the hill for the Cubbies. Uh, and from the most part, he's looking decently sharp, but obviously allowed that one run, which was in the first inning, Nolan Arenado sack fly. It looked like they got to him early, but he's been cruising since it looks like. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting how this game goes because it's obviously a very high-powered Colorado offense, but they're pitching sort of their their big question mark here. But Kyle Freeland looks sharp right now. Two innings, two hits, three strikeouts, 32 pitches total. Uh, So he's definitely on an economic uh, trajectory at least right now. So the Cubs need to just get to him a little more and you know we can maybe see the Cubbies pull it out. Greg, what are you thinking on this game? So this guy asked the starting pitcher for the uh Rockies asked for the ball tonight. Okay. And whenever a pitcher does that or whenever a player does that in anything, 9 times out of 10 that person delivers. Mark Messier. Yeah, so I Going into the game, I, I mean, we could sound like idiots after the fact, but going into the games, g- before before I found out about that, I 100% was on the Cubs. And then I found out this Rockies pitcher's like, no, fuck that, I want the ball. So then I was like, oh, shit. Like We, we talked about this last week, didn't we, about how the Rockies are, they can win that one wild playoff game because they have the hitters to do it, but they don't have yep. the pitching to sustain a full seven-game series or five-game series. But they can squeak out a one-game victory. So, so I was thinking about this today, just yeah. building off that point. Sorry to interrupt you. Are the Rockies like last year's Yankees team? Because we thought the same thing. And their offense is better than last year's Yankees, but their pitching's maybe a little less. But are we – I'm trying to think. Am I thinking – am I th- giving the Yankees pitching rotation more credit last year because they made it to Game 7 of the ALCS? Like they, we we didn't think that highly of them. Remember, are they this mm, year's Yankees? No, because the Yankees had way better pitchers last year than yeah. What the Rockies and what Colorado's year. got. Yeah. I mean, okay. The, the Yankees still had Tanaka. They still had CC. You know, they, that's right. Playoff CC came to play last year. Yeah, they picked up Sonny Gray at the deadline. Like they, yeah, yeah, you're right. They had names, whether or not they were old or what have you, but they had names. So. Yeah, no, definitely not this year's Yankees. Okay. I'm sorry, but continue. Just your your keys for this game, and, and who do you think pulls it out? I'm going to stick with my gut, my original pick. Actually, it's so tough, Jordy, because a week ago, I said the Rockies could win a game like this. Yeah. I'm going to mash the Cubs. Mash the Cubs. Yeah, you got you got it. I'm in the same boat. I'm going to stay with them, especially with it being in Wrigley. I just think they got close yesterday with Milwaukee. Colorado has been all over the place. And I, I don't know. I mean, I think if their offense was going to explode for this game, I think they'd explode and get to Lester early, which they haven't done. He just got out of the third inning. So they have to, I mean, in the next inning or two, fourth or fifth inning, they got to put four or five runs on the board, get them out of the game, get to their bullpen, which we've talked about. It's been you know, up and down for them, especially that middle relief. And yeah, I think that's their key to winning there because otherwise you're going to give the Cubs more and more times to get some momentum, the different ways they can, they can build that up and bring players off the bench. I mean, I think if, the, if that happens and they leave the Cubs in this in the ninth inning, they have – how many different comebacks between uh, David Bode, Bote, Bode, 
uh, B-O-T-E, they're, they're one guy. He's actually starting tonight, but he has – they just showed a graphic. Five of the six home runs he had this year, Greg, was either to tie or win the game for the Cubs. I mean, and then they have Anthony Rizzo. They have all these different guys who have had incredible seasons. And I don't know. I, I just think – I just think it's tough to to bet against them at home. If it was in Colorado, I'd think 10-9, you know, flip a coin, but at Wrigley Field is tough. I hear you. I hear you. Um, so we both tough. picked the it's, Cubs it's, here. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, right. And if we picked Colorado, would that change in terms of Brewers versus Colorado or Brewers versus Cubs? Would that change? Uh, if I pick Colorado, it would make my it would make the pick of the Brewers. It would, it it would give me the Brewers. Yes, an absolute. Gotcha. I think because Colorado's pitching is so much more volatile. And I think it's a lot of the same with the Cubs too, because both teams just feature really good offenses. Milwaukee's has been especially hot coming down the stretch. So I think if it was Colorado against Milwaukee, I just think Milwaukee might. I mean, they might win in, they might sweep them. They're definitely going to come back from, they're going to definitely at least split in Colorado and win the first two games in Milwaukee. So they'd win in four games. Uh, I think though, Brewers, Cubs, the Brewers have had the Cubs number recently. So it really just depends on how the Cubs come back to them. I mean, Cole Hamels, obviously we talked about this earlier in, I think it was in still in September that Cole Hamels had said, you know, it's really not been that much of a rivalry. And then the Brewers won, what, five of the last six games of the regular season? Yeah, I mean, and they won the they won the uh, playoff game against them, right? Or the 163rd game yeah, against them. Yeah, they won yesterday. So, I mean, with Yelich winning the MVP and former Red Sox Travis, Travis Shaw, I didn't realize Craig Council was their was their manager. By the way, you didn't? No, I mean a super ah. another another former player, just like Cora Young, or just retired. I feel at Yums feel like, and so good Remember for him. His batting stance, yeah, <laughs> yeah, brutal. Yeah. Worse than worse than Craig Biggio, but um, better or worse than Gre- Gary Sheffield. <laughs> I loved Gary Sheffield's. Yeah, the fucking hands. That was the best one to emulate when you were playing like wiffle ball or something like that. Council was another one that you could just did just for the fuck of it. But like Gary Sheffield, if you could time that right, because you could just get your hands right in there to just blast one council. I don't know how he was that good of a hitter. It just, that's something like he must've tried that in high school. And if you've never seen Craig council hit, just go YouTube it. He tries to make himself as tall as possible. Hmm. So Jordy, are you officially on? Are you officially on the Brew Crew? Yeah. So this that so given that it is Cubs Brewers, I think it definitely goes to five games. I think. I mean, it's going to be really interesting because what Milwaukee's been able to do. Holy shit, that was close to going out. Um, what they've been able to do, especially with how hot Christian Yelich has been, has been unreal. The guy is pretty much solidified himself. We talked about it last week for the, in the MVP conversation, but I mean, they are coming into the playoffs red hot, white hot. Almost. They have won. I'm counting it up now. Eight in a row, including game 163. And their pitching is pretty, is pretty damn solid. I mean, it's so, definitely the, the cups quick. of all the, the name brands. Yeah. Real what, quick. What was that? Real, real quick. Does the Brewers, does that 163, do those stats count for the regular season? Yeah, they do. So the all these guys. They don't like, count they pitch, for fantasy, but they count for like his so like you know, all the, career all stats. These, all these guys either averages went up or down based on 163. ERA went up or down 163. Correct. What if, what if, what if a guy broke Barry Bonds' record in game 163? What, they hit a 74th home run? 76 was it 75 shit um whatever number it is no you'd probably be like what uh what's his faces was put an asterisk on it remember roger maris when he uh, broke yeah. babe ruth so probably that sort of thing so so here's the thing about the brewers team do you remember when the rockies 
uh, I believe, uh, 07, was it? Yes. When yes. the Rockies won when they lost the Red Sox. Won an absolute tear. Won how many games in a row to end the regular season? When they won, lost like three games in September, something like that. Right. They they didn't lose a single playoff game, and then they get swept in the World Series. So that, that's a really good point. They had to sit on their asses while the Red Sox came back from three one against Cleveland. This, and the Red Sox just then took over as the hot team. This reminds me of that. This this brewer, Brewers run that they've been on really for the last month reminds me of that. Uh, we're talking about a team that was in third place. You know, we you and I were talking about St. Louis as potentially being the playoff team, and they they really came back and <laughs> you know champs, it, it, NL Central champions. Yeah. So, you want to know uh, something about that team too, Greg? What's that? They also won their division in a game 163, the 2007 Rockies. I mean, just call me like... The more you know. Just call me like I know everything without knowing anything. At at the start of the World Series, the Rockies had won 21 of their last 22 games, including the playoffs. They swept the Phillies in three games, and then they swept the Diamondbacks in four in the NLCS. And I just have a feeling that this is a similar a similar story, a similar team. Um, okay. I think Tulo did Tulo win the MVP that year. Um, let me see. Almost uh, like a Yelich winning the MVP this year. Like are the parallel. Am I crazy, or are the parallels like looking us in the face? Uh, no. Troy Tulowitzki was on the. Or he was on the team, but Matt Holiday had a much better season. I'm looking at the stats uh, yeah. now. I mean, holy shit! He batted 340. 36 homers, 137 RBI. Remember Garrett Atkins? I forgot about that guy. Tulo only batted 291 only and only had two, 24 home runs and 99 ribbies. Oh, Todd Jimmy Helton. Oh, yeah, that's right, because he predicted the Phillies were going to win yeah. uh, the NL East. I forgot about that. I always remember Ryan Howard in 06. I forgot about Jimmy, Jimmy Rollins in 07. Nice. Um, sorry. Classic, classic Phillies fan little tangent there sorry but yeah so that that was uh yeah i have a matt holiday was second okay but the point being that this team what makes this team so good though is their bullpen their bullpen is awesome Mm -hmm. they have josh Hader, who we've been talking about all year all year and this 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 team you're talking about is the the brewers Brewers, yeah they have Corey nebel as their closer. And I mean, they have other guys that can slam the door too. They have Jeremy Jeffries. They got Josh haters closed out some games. Um, they've got other guys that, that have put up some saves, but think about this too. They, they picked up Gio Gonzalez from the nationals. They have all these different guys who similarly to that Rockies team have sort of higher ERAs, but as long as their offense is going off, they just have to hand the ball off to their bullpen guys who most of the guys that we just named off have have ERAs under three and let them do their thing. They have their guys similar to that Kansas City Royals team in both 14 and 15 that made the World Series. That that's all you got to do is just let them get in there. And their offense is much better than those Royals teams were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they, they certainly can do it all. And, and it's almost with the Cubs, it's it's almost like they have the names like the Dodgers, but you know, can, is there not enough field to go around? Like, for instance, the fact that Schwarber and and Schwarber and the uh, the guy who made the speech last year or the World Series year, like they're not even they they're not even the starting lineup tonight in the in the wild card game um, for the Cubs. So, it, it to me it just screams of if the Brewers play the Rockies, they're you know definitely winning that series. And if the Brewers play the Cubs. I think it's close, but I think ultimately the Brew Crew team, they're the Rockies of 07. So, Jordy, I, I wanted to correct myself. To, Troy Tulowitzki was a rookie. In yeah, I was about to say, I didn't, like, I almost said he wasn't on the team because of he's how a, long he's been in the league. He but, was a rookie yeah, in 2007. He, he, wow. he, was he rookie he, of the year? Yeah, he won NL rookie of the year. Yeah. All right. Oh, uh, no, sorry. He came in second to Ryan Braun. My mistake. Wow. Ryan Braun was a rookie in 2007. Holy shit. Yeah. Anyway, they also had Taz um, Matsui on that team. Yeah. I mean, the, anyway, the the Brew Crew uh, team of Desi for me. 
uh, team of destiny for me. So I think they ultimately win that that first or the second round. There, let's what, swing over to five five games. Yeah, yeah. If the, if it's the Cubs five, if it's the Rockies four, maybe three. Okay. Yeah, um, I, let's, I would agree with that. I take I the Brewers. It. Let's swing Sadly, over. I'd like to see the Cubs get back there. Let's swing over Braves, Dodgers. Yep. Uh, Braves didn't really play meaningful baseball, but you know, gets. Well, they were looking. They were trying to get a. They were trying to get home field, so it was meaningful for them. But they, they were playing their big guys against the Phillies the entire weekend. They were very streaky end of the year, if I remember correctly. Like they won a whole bunch of games in a row, and they lost a whole bunch of games in a row, and then won a whole bunch of games in a row, and then. Lost. They were stre- they had a very very streaky September. Yeah, but they at the end of the season really until really until the last week they four games sweep the Phillies to clinch the division, and then when they needed it the most to try to get home field they lose two or three in New York and then they come to Philadelphia and it looks like they're gonna roll the Phillies. They won ten two on Friday night, then they got shut out on Saturday and they lost three one on Sunday. So, I mean. It's going to be really interesting to see which Braves team shows up because this happened when they played the Red Sox, right? Their mm. offense didn't really show up. They did one night, right? Mm. And their pitching can be really good, but it can also be all over the place. So, and Dansby Swanson is is no guarantee to even pl- make the first no. round roster. So for no. me, for me, I'm I'm taking the Dodgers at the end of the day just because the 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 Braves almost like the Phillies they weren't supposed to be in this position um yeah can we, can we talk I about how, sorry I was uh, just gonna say I agree with that I think they show their youth in the playoffs yeah no that's a valid argument can we talk about oh, yeah. Freddie Freddie Freeman and Nick Markakis played all 162 games yeah how awesome is that they, yeah that's two guys they had two guys who played 162 games that's crazy yeah Ozzy Albies almost played the entire season he played 158 Ender and played 156 like they um uh, they have some dudes that just grinded out a full season, especially Albies, full yeah. full big league schedule. And I was so, there. Cunha probably would have if he hadn't been uh Chris Bryanted. Nice, well played. Yeah, yeah and I just think the Dodgers uh, they've been playing meaningful baseball for so long. You know, nothing's really seems to fit to uh to it's that same argument and- you made with two thousand seven, right? The Red mm. Sox had to keep playing meaningful baseball and kept the bats warm. Obviously you come back from a three, one lead from a three, one deficit. You got a lot of momentum riding on that wave, but they still were playing while the, while the Rockies had some time to cool off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and as you mentioned, the Braves ended the season on a bad note and, and the, the Dodgers really ended the season on a good note. So, um, you know, that plays into it and it seems like uh, the end of the yeah. day too, the Dodgers starting staff is just much more solid and much more playoff season than Atlanta's is. I just think that makes such a huge deal, especially like Fulton Evans had an okay second half of the year. Teheron, pretty good year. He won 17 games. Same with Sean Newcomb, won 16, but still their ERAs are pretty high. I just think it's going to be really really tough for them to try to to grind out a couple wins there. And about Sanchez had, is in the same is in the same boat. They had zero qualified pitchers. Uh, I think Fulton Evitz, Newcomb and Teheran can qualify. No, I'm looking at it right now. They pitched in 31 games each. I know, but it's it's about how many innings it's about innings pitched per team games. What what's the number? 1? No, yeah, 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 so you have to have one inning pitch per so you have to have 160 Two games two pitched. pitched. Full Nevis had one eighty three. Newcomb had one had one sixty four. And are we talking about the Dodgers? I'm talking about the Braves. Oh, I switched over the Dodgers. Sorry. Oh, okay. Bad. Yeah. No, no, no. I was talking so, about. So I'm still you, talking about the Braves pitching staff. The Dodgers so said, pitching staff. So, okay, so I switched to the Dodgers, and you had said that the Braves. I was saying that the Dodgers, the Dodgers? on pitching because they're uh, yeah, yeah, more yeah. seasoned because right, they play. Okay. They went to the World Series last year. They okay. most of the and most of their pitching staff has has remained unchanged. Changed. All right, we'll cut that. Cut that. Cut that. No, no, that's okay. It's uh, they got to know that we uh, that we bleed. We bleed like you bleed. Nice, Mike. Mike Fulton was he's good, man. He's, Fulton he's, Evans, a, yeah. he's yeah, decent. He's had a great he's year. Freaky. He's had a great year. 
He's had a good year. He had a little bit of a rough stretch for a bit of a bit of the season, but like he, there's a reason why he's now 13 and 12. He was off to a great start, but he's still like he had a a little bit, or he was 13, uh, 13 and 10. Excuse me, I saw the quality starts number. Um, no, but I, I just like, I mean, Clayton Kershaw figured out what the hell was going on with his, um, you know, with all of his playoff stuff last year. You got Rich Hill, who's been pretty solid. Alex Wood. So the thing that scares me a little bit is is this bullpen for the Dodgers. Unproven, untested. Kenley Jensen. Uh, he did he look streaky sh- in the playoffs. The one he- thing I do like, they have this. They have Ross Stripling, who became a starter for them, but started the year in their bullpen. So for a while, he had an ERA as a starting pitcher of like 1.2. And that's because he was a bullpen pitcher. So I think what they would do is probably move him to the bullpen and use him as this like every other game come in and pitch two or three innings and be the stopper for them. So if you have a Ker- you know a classic Kershaw playoff start where he is eh, you can bring in Stripling as as what the reliever was originally used way way back in the day. And you're right, so, Jensen's been a little streaky in his, this year and he has been in the playoffs as well. But you got other dudes that that can come in and, and help out there. Kenta Maeda moved back to the bullpen. He can be solid there. So so I'm I'm thinking I'm gonna take the opposite side here. I think the Braves had the edge in pitching. Um just because after Kershaw, none of these names excite me. Uh, you, you're not getting after it for, for Hill or Wood? Uh, I mean we saw Walker what Bueller Hill, could be good. We saw what Hill did last year in the playoffs and yeah. I don't know. I I mean, Bueller had a great year, and and he was the one who pitched their playoff game, right? Yeah, he yeah he he looked good. He looked like he could handle the moment. He looked like he handled the big stage. So, yeah. you know, maybe maybe they keep him as the top three, Kershaw and him, and and I mean, who do you have then next, Wood or Hill? You know, I'd probably go. I'd probably go Rich Hill, and then in a seven game series, have Wood as your number four starter. That yeah. leaves you with Maeda. It leaves you with Stripling. It leaves you with Scott Alexander, who's who's been a solid enough pitcher for him. Uh, I'm just looking at who else is eating, eating innings. It's not Kenley Jansen. Hin, Hyun Jin Ryu, he's had a number. He's pitched a number of innings. I'm not sure if he's hurt or not, but he uh, he's looked pre- he looked pretty solid for them. Josh Fields has looked solid enough. I mean, they got guys that can eat up innings for them. Yeah, but in the playoffs, it's about not about eating innings. It's about keeping the keeping the runs down. So yeah, that's true. Um, but I mean, so I, again, I would almost give the edge to the Braves, but ultimately uh, the offensive edge, and then you know it, it's just too much, I think. And I think that uh, the Dodgers pull this one out. In my, I, I like Dodgers in four. Four, huh? Yeah. Do you go in five? No, no. Yeah, I like four. Yeah. Yeah, it's a sure enough, sure enough number, I think. Atlanta be buzzing. Uh, let's pop over to the American League quick before we move on to the next round. Is that okay? Yeah, that worked. Do you want to do NL and ALCS, or do you want to save that for next week? Oh, yeah, we can save it. I thought we would yeah. do the whole thing, but yeah, we can save it. We can make um, picks, but I mean, we you know we don't want to uh, don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves here. Yeah, no, we can save it. Um, yeah. Wild card game, Jordy. Yankees, Athletics, Uh well, you're well, you're gathering it all together here. Um, Greg, they announced that Luis Severino is going to start. Do you remember Luis Severino in the in the wild card game last year? Yeah, but he settled down so much more after that. That's true. But I, just, I, just think, is, it, I think it's great that is, they're going back to him. Oh, I agree, and I think this is this is the Yankees and and. And Brett Bruin, Brett Bruin's little brother. Uh, this is their way of giving him his redemption. This is his redemption chance, right? Um, they kind of blew CC in terms of blew his chances of pitching because they had him pitch what Saturday or um, whatever Sunday maybe. So not Sunday, but so they really. I mean Tanaka, Sunny Gray, which Severino, Tanaka, Sabathia, or Gray? Which of the which of the which of those guys does not pitch? Is not a starter. If hmm. if the Yankees get out of this wild card game, what in a five game series? Yeah, I think you'd probably go all four. I think you'd go all four of them, and then really? let yeah, and then let Severino go game five. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. All right. So anyway, um, so the thing that 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 the thing that gets me about this team is is the fact this game is in New York. 
uh, because they have. You're talking about the Yankees currently, right? Yankees and Athletics, yeah. Because because this game's in New York, they have that little short little uh, little little league little short porch, little league short porch, and right that a fly ball anywhere else goes out, um, and everyone knows it. Everyone says it, so no surprise there. But um, that that to me is the difference just because we saw last year what the home run ball can do in the playoffs with both Houston and the Yankees and um, even the Dodgers for that matter. And, and I just ha- for a team that again had the most home runs and led the league in home runs two years in a row, blah, blah, blah. I think the proof is there, but the scary part about this Yankees lineup, I think is that they don't outside of outside of you know certain three four guys they don't have a set lineup week or day to day right they've gotten more of a set lineup in September though like they didn't play Aaron Hicks as much right did it in and, and you know they've solidified a little more and more as the season's gone on and just uh, I'm trying to find a reason to pick against the Yankees because I want to play the Yankees so badly because I'd rather I'd rather have the Red Sox play the Yankees simply because I think the Red Sox have a better chance in a, in a five-game series against the Yankees than I do the Athletics just simply because the Athletics mash, mash left-handed pitching and mm-hmm. the Red Sox, all they have is left-handed pitching for starters. Yeah. Um, and then you turn around and look at Oakland's starters and and Oakland, Oakland's pitching staff and the numbers that this team put up, Jordy. That being the Oakland Athletics, mm-hmm. unreal. Like their offensive numbers, no bullpen pitching numbers. So I'm glad you bring that up. You saw who's starting for the for them in the AL Wild Card game. Who's that? Liam Hendricks, one of their relievers. Really? Not even Manea? Nope. They're going with Liam Hendricks, and I would assume they're just going to go full bullpen game. Hmm. Hendricks, Wait. Greg, 25 appearances. He actually started in, in eight games, so he's been a bit of a starter, but he's been more of a reliever coming down the stretch, but only 24 innings pitched this season. Uh, so they've done this strategy a couple times with him. Yeah, I mean, one three ERA and pitches about 18 Pitches in a start. So he's only probably pitching one or two innings, and then they're going to give him the yank. So what do you think of this? Do you like them utilizing the bullpen starter strategy? (laughs) As you and I, who have been preaching this for about the Rays all year, uh, for me to say no would would be going against everything. But... In a one-game playoff, where as we saw last year, everybody, you know, you go to the bullpen so early. I guess in terms of the Yankees and Twins last year, I don't hate it. I don't hate the strategy. It screams to me, uh, you don't have trust in your starters. It screams to me and to the your team and your fan base that uh, <laughs> again, you you just are preparing that you're going to need to have a million pitchers pitch and screams to me inexperience in terms of this wild card game, in terms of this playoff game. So already a red flag for the Oakland athletics and makes me want them to win so that the Red Sox can play them because now I'm even less scared of them simply because of this, this managerial snafu in my opinion. What do you think of it? Well, so it's a big analytics play and Billy Bean is uh, the godfather of doing this. You think, doing analytics. you think he's the one who's pulling the string? I'm sure he's in what's his I'm sure he's in their their ear on uh on making some sort of decision on this. I think it's something where they saw that the twins and the Yankees did this last season and want them to they want to say fuck it. Because basically they'd rather not waste a Mane- a Manea start. Whoever they want to throw in as their starting pitcher, they want to save that. If they get through it, and I understand you first have to get through it. This is the Baltimore Orioles two years ago, not using, um, he's on the Yankees now, um, 
They're using Zach Britton. Thank you. Because they, you know, they were whatever. They wanted to save him. But I don't know. I think looking at this and, and deciding this is how we're going to get through this game. They've used it a number of times. That's the big thing here. And I think they want to play the odds and see that that works for them. Use, as you said, the short porch to get their own power in. We're, we're talking about the Yankees, and yeah, they, they did a ton in terms of power numbers, but the, the A's are no slouch there. If they want to turn this into a slugfest game, they can try to do that. So I think, you know, it's – I actually do think it's going to be a high-scoring game because they're starting this. We don't – Severino looked good in the ALDS and the ALCS before the Yankees lost – but I still think they can that the A's can get to them because they had a good record against the Yankees too, not as good as they did against the Red Sox. But I don't know. I think I like this to be a high-scoring game. Yeah, I mean, I, I really – I think it will be a high-scoring game as well. But it is it has the feels has the feel of this to me as one of those games that, like, you think it's going to be high-scoring and then you turn around and it's – one nothing, yeah, three two, yeah. Kind of like what we're looking at tonight, uh, a little bit with this Cubs, Cubs Rockies game, but um, you know, two high powered offenses that turned around and gave us a stall. But I thought that uh, last night about the the Chiefs and the Broncos burned me <laughs> on the over. Yeah, I could have told you that, but um, everybody was saying that. I went against the contrary. Well, I mean, the public money was also towards. The over, so well, you was, had to you, you had to take the under. Those those two defense, at least the Broncos or the yeah, the Broncos defense. Yeah, I pretzeled myself last night. I went oh one and one. The fucking line pushed for the Chiefs. Anyway, back to baseball. Um, no, you're absolutely right, though. We could see like a three two game and be like, oh great. That said, though, I I mean. I think Oakland could have those spurts that they, that get them to win a three-two game because the Yankees have been inconsistent in terms of their, you know, their reliance on the long ball. If Oakland's utilizing this bullpen strategy, they could be doing that to try to negate the the home run effect. Again, that's where the analytics are coming through, and they're probably seeing. I just cleared out of the pitching stats, but all right, we're going to use. This guy, and we're going to use Hendricks in inning one. We're going to use this guy in inning two, three. We're going to use this guy th- four, five, and then there's a bunch of ifs. You know, if we go one way or the other, the Yankees sub here. If they get a runner on and we end up having to face the nine hitter in the second inning, blah, blah, blah. Then they figure out, you know, different ways to pivot. But there's definitely a, a mind over matter strategy that I think Oakland is drawing up for tomorrow night's game. <sighs> Yeah, it's one of those moves, like the yeah. Ryder Cup. I think that's gonna, really the only way I can rationalize this decision. It's either going to be a genius move, or it's going to be like, "What were you thinking?" Yeah, it's. I mean, it, yeah, it's a. There's, or is it almost, or is it almost like a cocky move? Like we think we're going to win this game so much, so that we're going to turn around and save our that's starters. That's what the Yankees are are going to be saying in the clubhouse tomorrow. That they think. That they that they're getting through to Boston. I think the they don't need are, to start someone against us. I think the Yankees are so caught up in their own shit, they have no idea what's going on outside so? their, themselves. Because everyone on the Yankees is so self-centered. Uh, when was the last time you heard about any Yankee f- player or team giving back to the community? Never, ever. Oh, just a terrible organization. What a oh. terrible organization. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if only we had like a if only we had like a national following following where people would like. Dude, you're such an idiot. Here's <laughs> here's nine examples just from today. We need someone uh, to trip us. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure your roommate and my roommate do enough of that. Uh, yeah. But Matt's uh, Matt's girlfriends. So Matt's girlfriend has like has four sisters, and they all have boyfriends. So all their boyfriends chirp Matt on the podcast. So we at least have that going for us. I, I don't it. know if they listen when he's not on. We know Matt doesn't listen when he's not on. So. <laughs> That's also true. Yeah. Um, who knows? Who knows? Also, can we talk about Syracuse winning you money? How many weeks in a row now? Oh, I yeah, Craig, I'm two and zero betting Syracuse football and one and one betting Lehigh football. Uh, you're welcome. One and zero betting betting Delaware football. So I mean, <laughs> huge fans. So Jordy, what do you got? Uh-oh. Yankees or Athletics? 
Uh, I am going to go with the Yankees. I just, I think, I, I think the additions they made throughout the season have helped them out a ton. And I, I just think that that's going to be the difference maker there. McCutcheon's been a huge ad. And I don't know. I, I just think they can grind out runs. Even with the massive dependence on the long ball, I think that they'd be able to grind out some runs against this athletics team because that's such a volatile strategy to use. Mm. What about you? I'm going Yankees. I'm All right. going Yankees. Is that more out of fear of playing the A's as a as a Red Sox fan? Or are you going um you going non uh nonpartisan here? No, I think I I I've debated this back and forth and I with the fact that Judge was able to get enough at bats in time for the playoffs, um, because we saw how much that that offense sputtered without him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he comes back and John Carlos starts hitting home runs again, and and you know the offense just seems to roll a little bit more um, when he's in there, and Didi starts to find whatever, and so. Another nonpartisan question to you: Is it concerning at all that the Yankees have? One, two, three, four, five, almost six batters with over 20, with four with over 25 home runs. Gliber Torres at 24, and only one batter with 100 RBI. Is that cons- is that unbiased as you possibly can? That's just weird. Well, no, it's because all they do is hit home runs, and they're all, uh, they're all, and they're all, um, they're all one. Like I thought the- I thought no, the they're Phillies all, they're were all, home run dependent. No, they're all Holy solo home runs. Shit, yeah. They led the league in, in home runs the last two years in a row. I mean, if you have 38 home runs, as Giancarlo Stanton does, and he actually has 102 runs, but he should have way more RBIs than 100. That is yeah. absurd. I mean, that is nuts. That's not even, that's barely. That's not even th- – my mind is a pretzel. So last year – Trying to bet the over on the fucking Kansas City Chiefs. Jordy, last year – Andy Reid, what the fuck? Sorry. Listen, listen last year in the, in, in the exact same number of games played, yeah. John Carlos Stanton, he had, he had uh, less, at, less at bats last year, more at bats this year. Yeah. Okay, He had 21 more runs scored. He scored one hundred and twenty-three okay. runs last year with the Miami Marlins. <laughs> okay, this year with the Yankees, he only, he only scored one hundred and two. Okay, yeah. last year with the Marlins, in less at bats, remind you, less at bats, he scored. Sorry, he had four more hits than he had this year. Okay, now home runs, he had fifty-nine home runs, one hundred and thirty-two RBIs. This Jesus. year, yeah, this year thirty-eight home runs and a hundred RBI flat. Okay, he struck out 211 times this year compared to 163 last year. 211 strikeouts this year. This year as opposed to 163 last year. So he has the RBI numbers. But the point is, you're right. It's it's this Yankees team, as they have been all year, and and oh, all Yankee fans brag, oh my God, we're most home runs, blah blah blah, MLB history, one season, na 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 na. Guess what? Oh, yeah. They're all they're all they're all single. You know, like you mentioned, they're Rick all Gardner single. Over hundred strikeouts. That's appall. Their strikeout numbers are appalling. Because all they do is hit home runs or strike out. They go for the home run every yeah. single fucking time. Yeah. Okay, that's why it doesn't scare me because that's that's why I'd rather play the Yankees. Perfect yeah, transition. You know that I mean. Now we're you, getting the bias. You could no, no, because you could get those nights. You could get you could get two, yeah, where they go ice cold. Just like when they just like when the Red Sox struck the Yankees four games in August. You know, in a four game series in August. Does last and, weekend concern you? No, the Red Sox. There's no, not at all. Last weekend does not scare me because mm-hmm. the Red Sox haven't been playing meaningful games since who knows when. You know, once they once they locked up the best record, once they locked up all that, you know, they they had the division. Um, 
they, really what it was, Jordy, they didn't want to celebrate in Yankee Stadium. So that's why they won on Sunday so they mm. could so they could get out of Dodge and party on the plane on the way back to Boston. And then they played two they played the last three games against the Yankees and they had starters go like three innings and you know one or lost two out of three to that one too. But end of the day, you know, there's a reason why there's a reason why the Red Sox, when it counted in meaningful games, okay, meaningful games when it counted, uh, I just have a feeling that the Yankees, you know, you know what they're going to be. They're going to put up X amount of home runs, X amount of runs, and the Red Sox can get to their pitching, that Yankee pitching staff. They've proven they can do it all year. So, For sure. To me, if it's Yankees, I think the I, I think it's the Red Sox in four. Okay. Maybe five, actually. So before we jump into the Red Sox lineup a little bit, I gotta do say, before before we even jump into the lineup, I know the fans are ready for playoff baseball, Greg. Quick playoff or I guess technically regular season breach of creature. But your boy, your boy on the monster throwing a a Stanton home run ball back. And hitting him. Kid with the cannon. So it came out that he is like a Minnesota Twins fan or a Houston. Yeah. So. Oh, no. Come on. Yeah. He was just at Fenway. Oh, come on. Yeah. Well, still, he's not a Yankee fan. Could you imagine that if he's just like, somebody's like, throw a kid. (laughs) Yankee fan. Yeah, right. He uh, he has eyes closed and just hucked and chucked. Henry Rowan Gardner style? He literally had his eyes closed, and he, they interviewed him. He was like, yeah, I had no idea where he was going, and next thing I know, it hit him, and he was like, oh, I'm a Twins fan or something random like that. Um, 108 wins, Jordy. Yeah. 108 Big. wins. Big season. 108 wins. Okay. Won the division by Eight games. The Toronto, sorry, the Baltimore Orioles were 61 games, finished 61 games behind the Red Sox. Yep. How many, how many, Jordy? How many games? 61 fucking games. 61, okay. baby. Come back to that asterisk. Not one, two MVP candidates. Mookie is definitely going to win. Um, this. The only question mark to me about this Red Sox team, okay, is I you have to assume Kinsler gets to start at second. Okay, so then the question mark becomes third base. It becomes do they go? Do they go with Eduardo Nunez, or do they go with Rafael Devers? Ooh. You you assume Moreland. You assume they they rotate between Moreland Pierce based on the lefty or not. And then there's and then there's Brock Holt to consider. Brock Holt, Mister, you know, Mister, I do everything right. Uh, you know, he also could be a could be a third base potential uh, candidate. Or does Nunez play second and and Kinsler goes to third? You know, is is Cora going to go with defense in terms of Nunez, or does he go with the bat in terms of Devers? So. That's the only question mark about this whole team. Interesting. Now, Jordy, when did the Red Sox get rid of Hanley Ramirez? Earlier this year. Uh, what May? Right. He's huh. he still has he's twelfth or thirteenth on the team in at bats. How they many bats? Cool. He has? He had 177 at bats. Looking at it right now, I mean that's crazy. Uh, anyway, 40, whatever. Anyway, um, so yeah, for me, I think I think it's it's uh, I think the Red Sox in in four or five versus the Yankees, and I think the Red Sox in four versus the Athletics. Okay, what do you got? Yeah, I think I think they win no matter what. I think they're pitching. Outclasses both teams uh, by, uh, I, I was about to say an immense margin more against the A's than the Yankees, but I don't know if I necessarily believe that. Um, 
but it is better. They're, it's better against both, no matter what. I think they get through. I'll probably say four for both, but I, I if if I had to pick one that would go to five games, I'd say it'd be the Yankees, just because it's a rivalry. They'll find a way to figure it out. The Yankees will, or God forbid, the Red Sox go down two one. They'll find a way to grind back out and get this because I think they have the Yankees number this year. But yeah, I'm, I take the Red Sox no matter what. But I think they'll I think they'll have a harder time just because of the rivalry in the playoffs. And it brings back my question of and same thing with the Cubs playing the Brewers of just teams that now are building these rivalries. The Yankees and Red Sox obviously have a very deep rivalry now that have the possibility of playing in the in the in the divisional round and whether or not Major League Baseball would actually explore expanding it to a seven game series i know going into november kind of fucks up everything but you know who knows if, if they want to do that i think that would that drives up the numbers yankees red sox is aside from a new york la world series is probably major league baseball's like pipe dream of what they want i don't think they're gonna try to rig anything that way don't, so don't interpret my words that way but it's always just a thought in my head of if they would want to do that but on the point red sox get through no matter what I love it. Um, Houston Astros, Cleveland Indians, Jordy, any chance Cleveland Indians actually win or make this a series? I think there's a chance to make it a series. I don't know if they win or not. That Houston team is pretty goddamn complete. I think, I mean, I'm trying to think like you have to have them because they have guys that can do it, right? They have Ramirez, they have Lindor, they have, all these different dudes that could light it up and their pitching's decent. Like we, we talked about this last week when we were running through the AL Cy Young. And if you haven't listened to that great segment from us, you know, not to brag, but I just think Houston, they have the starting pitching. Obviously they have a bullpen. Their offense can do it any which way. Cleveland's can too, but it's almost Houston light. If that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, for me, it this offense for Houston is just too. I mean, too prolific. The Indians have this this the starting pitching, and I guess even the bullpen for that matter. They have the starting pitching bullpen to to stifle this offense in a way, but. Houston starting pitching is no slouch in and of itself, and they will very, I think, just as easily shut down uh, Cleveland starting pitching. So, I mean, are we looking at two years in a row of of Cleveland uh, losing to the Astros first round? Well, no, the Astros they lost to the Yankees. They lost Um, the Yankees, yeah. And the Astros beat the Red Sox. But here's what concerns me is that Cleveland's batting average – a little bit lower than we've seen. Lindor's batting 277. Ramirez is batting 272. Both have scored over 100 runs. Both or Lindor has almost 40 homers, one less than Ramirez, and Ramirez is 106 RBI. Edwin Encarnacion also having a pretty good year, but his batting average on base percentage are both pretty low. Here's what's and the reason why I bring up on base percentage: the Astros don't walk a lot of guys. Mm. Garrett Cole walked 64 batters. That's two batters per start. He started 30, 32 games. Justin Verlander walked 38 batters. He started in 34 games. Charlie Morton, 64 batters in 30 starts. Dallas Keuchel, 58 batters in 34 starts. Lance McCullers, 50 and 22 starts, so we won't count him, but still, that's still a pretty good ratio. Their whips are all floating around one. If the highest is Keuchel at 1.3, Charlie Morton's is 1.6, Coles is 1.03, and Verlander Jordy, is sub I'm giving I'm giving the advantage to Houston. I mean, uh, oh, Cleveland. Yeah. Are you I'm really pitching for pitching for pitching? I'm giving the advantage to Cleveland. I, Why? Because they mean, strike out more batters aside from Verlander and Cole. Cole has a ton too. Well, Trevor Bauer. I mean, he was right there, but just I mean. Well, Bauer, we don't know what we're going to see out of Bauer because he's been hurt. That's the issue. Kluber, Kluber, Clevenger, Carrasco, Bauer, even Shane Bieber, like all of them, okay, this stupid made-up war fact, okay, 
all of them have unbelievable work. Same with Houston. Same with Houston pitching. Greg Pietelli, enemy of the process. Enemy of the war. What gets me here is the ERA. Their ERA is just better than Houston's ERA. That's true. Their um, ERA is very solid. They don't let up runs. No, and and I mean, twenty-five quality starts, twenty-one quality starts, nineteen quality starts, twenty quality starts. I mean, this 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 Indians team, their starting pitching is just very, 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 very unbelievable good. And the, yeah. here's the problem: is if if it gets to the bullpen, if if the starters can't go. Then I think advantage Houston. So here's one that I, that I'm going to correct myself on Bauer. He did pitch a couple games at the very end of the season, and he's come out of the bullpen form in a, in one of those games. So that's a possibility for them. And he's been and he was solid in those last couple starts. So that that is one that we could look at, and, and you know, just like how we were talking about with with what was it. Uh, the Dodgers and how they could use that. They can utilize that. So we'll see. We'll see what they do with it. But I don't know. It, it's going to be really interesting to to see where they get. He actually recorded a save, Greg, on Sunday. Uh, so shout out to uh, to Trevor Bauer there. Um, but I, I, I don't know, man. I think that Houston offense is is going to be pretty solid with Jose Altuve. We talked about it every week. Jose Altuve, just like Aaron Judge, but Jose Altuve definitely made a much bigger impact. He starts it off. He can get on for him, and I like advantage Houston here. No, I think I think Houston ultimately pulls it out just because I think bullpen and offense um, is what you need in, in the playoffs, and I think they have that. Um, so I think they do pull it out, but I just feel like the starting pitching advantage goes to Cleveland, so it comes down to how long those starters can last and make it uh, – make it through so um but yeah no i'm, I'm ultimately going houston as well so houston houston sucks i'm uh, what do you think me. how many games in for houston five uh, uh I'm houston four yeah i think they win the first two uh, fuck it we haven't picked a we haven't picked a sweep yet let's pick three fuck it i'm You're going to Sweet. Oh, advantage Cleveland starting pitchers, and they're going to get swept. Yeah, because uh, once once you get to the bullpen, hello, hello, bats. It's like the Red Sox all year. The Red Sox, like you look at the times that they got shut out, is when they they the starting pitcher went eight innings or nine innings. You know, like they the Red Sox, Houston. You know, they just mash relief pitchers. So yeah. Anyway. All right, so we both have the same four teams making it to the championship series. Do we want to do quick picks or do we want to pause and come back next week? Uh, I think Brewers are the team of destiny, which is sort of an upset over the Dodgers. Um, although bookmakers have the Dodgers to have the highest chance after the Astros to win. Yeah. Um, so a little bit of upset for me in terms of Brewers over Dodgers and it is so hard for me to pick against the Astros. <sighs> Despite my favorite team having 108 wins. I just <laughs> I just don't feel that this again, I don't feel that they're starting pitching can handle Houston's offense for a seven-game series. I don't think their bullpen can handle Houston's offense for a seven-game series. I don't think they have enough pitchers to handle a seven-game series. Now, if the Red Sox can get out of that series in five, maybe, but there's no chance that they can go seven. So I just I have to pick Houston. Okay. And that's my unbiased. That's my unbiased opinion, just yeah, based on I the bullpen, based on their pitching as a whole. They 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 will not last seven games against Houston, in my opinion. No, I agree with that. Uh, Houston is a team built to last, and I I agree to pick them in the ALCS. I am going to go with the Dodgers. I just think that offense is starting to is going to click, and it's going to take advantage of a so same well, exact World Series. Or, yeah, the, I hate picking the same teams in championships. Is the, is the Major League Baseball becoming the NBA? Oh God, no. Uh, <laughs> God, no, you, if it became the end, I mean, and this is a league that doesn't have a salary cap. Remember that. Um, <laughs> but no, I, that's a, dumb, that's a client question, bro. Find another slant, Greg. I mean, um, 
Well, let's, listen, let's let's watch it be fucking Yankees, Yankees, Cubs or something in the World the Series. We're fucking idiots. Fuck the Yankees. The Yankees aren't going anywhere. All right. A's, Yankees. Cubs. Yankees A's, Brewers. I'm, I'm in on the Brewers. I know you're out, but I'm in on the Brewers. It's going to no, be. I'd like to see. That'd be a cool story to see if they uh they went for a run on their a- A's, A's fucking Rockies. Can you imagine that? <laughs> Rod, I mean, Man- Rod Manfred comes out on, on November 15th. Be like, guys, guys, let's get to the disaster. So, Jordy, again, this Milwaukee Brewers team reminds me of those seven Rockies. Milwaukee Brewers reminds me of those seven Rockies, and that's why I have them going straight to the World Series. You don't, you, know, you, you got to ride the hot team. That, that 07 Rockies team, uh, just. Too deep of a of a dig for me. I guess it the as the you, old uh you gotta ride the hot team. You gotta lose how to win to know how to win. And that's what the Phillies did. So you gotta, you who gotta, knows? You, you know, maybe you, they uh listen, you have to ride the hot team. You have to ride the hot team going into the playoffs. Um the Brew Crew are that team, but I think they run into the buzz right. that is this is the Houston Astros or is the Boston Red Sox. Um and lose. Yeah, whoever wins that series, this is the the classic NHL Western Conference is really the Stanley Cup Finals. Whoever wins that series wins the World Series. Yeah, I hear you. Um, Jordy. Greg. Great season. Great pod. A great season. I love that we wrapped up 2018 regular season. I'm looking forward to exciting playoffs. It looks like the Cubbies are still down one nothing. Um, might we'll not see pull, what happens, man. Might not pull it out, but uh, thank you so much, Jordy. Thank you to the fans. Thank you. What a year. What a season. Uh, hey, we still got a little more to go, man. Final stretch. I know, but it's playoffs. Anything can happen now. Um, go Sox. And uh, Jordy, if you're not watching the Bruins Wednesday night, tomorrow night, yeah. if you're not watching the Bruins, take down the defending champs. Bruins Indeed. are gonna be good, man. Oh. They're gonna be really good. Oh. Oh. I have Charlie McAvoy in both of my uh, fantasy teams. Not that anybody cares, but hey, listen, don't put down your fantasy team. All right, I don't will. you don't you do it, Jordy. I should have gotten you in this one league I'm in. The guy who runs it's a big Bruins fan. <laughs> I love it. Uh, you know what I'm gonna do here, Jordy, I'm for you? It. What do you what? You know what I'm gonna do for you? What are you gonna do for me? You know, I've been bashing your boys. I've been bashing the Flyers and that stupid fucking mascot. Gritty. Uh, My man. Another bleacher creature. Gritty came to the to the Phillies game, so they'll have the Fanatic come out at the end of the seventh inning. So not in between when they do take me out to the ball game. The end of the seventh inning, the Fanatic comes and dances on the Phillies dugout, and he brings out little kids and stuff. And they start doing that, and the PA announcer goes, Fanatic, stop the music. And out comes Gritty. Gritty comes out and everybody's going ape shit. The fanatic teaches him to do some of his dances, like the fanatic's beer belly dance. And Gritty was all in on it, man. Gritty is the mascot for adults. He's the mascot Philadelphia needs. But I'm sorry. Continue to, to compliment my uh, my flyers, the orange and the black. No, no. Uh, they're top six, Jordy. It's going to be great. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. It rivals. It rivals. Uh... Almost any top six out there. Yeah. They just need to be consistent. You need a healthy Wayne Simmons. You need JVR is going to be a huge. Now that he's back, he's going to be a huge help for it. But you need Voracek. You need him to, to match what he did three years ago when he had an unreal season. And assuming Couturier matches last year where he had 30 goals, I think Giroux is, is on that same pace as he was last year with over 100 points. Uh, the only other player aside from Connor McDavid to get a hundred points, but finish fourth in heart voting. Um, but regardless, not, not better or anything. Um, yeah. I mean, Nolan Patrick's going to be their third line center. He's going to need to be a big X factor. Well, that's really the the thing with their third line. Their fourth line is going to be probably just dudes coming up and down from the AHL. Uh, but then their defense, that's going to be the real key outside of Gossis Bear and Provorov. What do they got? Yeah, uh, I hear you. Um, Big Sanheim, are they going to stay in the a- NHL? Uh, you may never terrible. heard of them. Gudis, cut fucking Gudis. I hate that. 
fuck stick. Wow. Tell me how you really feel. Greg, the Flyers had a 5-2 lead in game six of the, the first round last year against the Penguins. And this idiot, with like a minute and a half left in the second period, allowed the Penguins to score two goals because he just looked like Swiss cheese. And he left his goalies hanging out to dry. Nobody likes that. And then the Penguins end up winning and on some dumb penalties that weren't called. Oh, my blood's boiling. All right. Well, well we have to do once the – once we figure out a little more of the schedule of the baseball playoffs and everything. We got to do a, a hockey pod to get Maddie D involved. Huge fan. Jordy, tell them where they can find all the, uh, all the stuff, all the stuff. Uh, Thunderblogsports.com is where you can find all of our great blogs, including the fun V tailgate, our football blogs, uh, the fun V tailgate football podcast. Give me recording Wednesday nights. So get your questions in either on the website in the comment section or tweet us at ThunderBLG, or find us on Facebook at Thunderblog Sports, just like Instagram, where we just put up a, a bunch of nonsense of either me watching sports on my television at home. If you were following along over the weekend, you could have seen that I watched the U.S. lose in the Ryder Cup, woke up at 2 and just slept on my couch uh, while watching it. Greg and I were texting each other during it, uh, and some, some chirping back and forth from the two of us. Greg, I need to give you access to it so you can actually defend yourself because i've uh starting to, to tweet at you some trigger warnings i don't really use twitter that much so i, I feel like i need to uh get in the game here yeah well and the the instagram because i uh another one was that they did the philly special segment on fox nfl saturday or sunday and i was on greg's and i thought greg's not gonna like this so i tagged you um just for just yeah, for the fun see- of it Again, teams were doing this fucking this pass the quarterback play for years. Did you hear them years. say that on Monday Night Football? By the way, that Patrick Mahomes, you, you saw his left-handed pass. Yeah. <laughs> Jason Witten goes, uh, you know, tomorrow somebody's going to say, "Oh, we ran that in high school." <laughs> um, this isn't right. this isn't running in high school. It's everyone and their mother throws a pass the fucking back. All right, I just. The halfback yeah. pass, and he can't pass. It's a line from a movie. We, we already knew about it. Just Nick Foles, baby. He almost right. quit football. He believed. But this is going to wrap it up for us before Greg and I try to virtually murder one another. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Uh, go baseball. I know Greg's in it. Go Sox. Yeah, all right. Go Sox. That's it for it for my guy, Greg Piatelli. I am the G-Man. Have a good night, everybody, and we'll talk to you later. Jordy. Greg. Jordy, congrats on winning winning your bet. Thank you. All right, now you can end it. Peace.